0: It's Tuesday, November 15th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, joining me in studio today for Motley Fool Funds, Bill Barker. Thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: We got a lot to talk about today. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. So why Cause, not? Because sometimes we get off the rails, and by sometimes, I mean pretty much every time we get off the rails. Not to say we won't at some point. But, we've got some earnings I get
1: blamed for this, and yet you Uh, often are the one who goes off the rails right in the intro. Who's blaming you? I'm not blaming you. You Do the dozens blame you? The haters.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We've got some earnings, we've got some retail earnings, and we've also got some pretty, I I would argue, some. Pretty surprising news out of the airline industry. My kids;
1: those are it's another group that blames me for going off the rails.
0: Well, that's I mean that's they're not necessarily the haters. I can't but help you with that, man. That's yeah. <laughs> that's that's in your own house. You got to deal with that. Uh, let's start with Home Depot. Third quarter profits and revenue came in higher than expected. They raised guidance for the full fiscal year. What more do you want, Wall Street? What more could you possibly want? And why is the stock selling off? Not to some huge degree. It's it's down a couple of percentage points, but this is another rock solid quarter from Home Depot. They're raising guidance. They're putting up same store sales at five and a half percent. I mean, this is.
1: Right. It, it's all good. And frequently, so we look at what happens on the day of or the morning of something like that, and, and the stock doesn't necessarily move uh, in the first couple of hours the way you think that the numbers uh, dictate that it should. Uh, it's like a lot of other things had sort of a, a useful last week. Um, and I think that. It's off two percent, more or less meaningless. Of uh, what you have to ask about Home Depot right now, the question would not be: Is is it executing? Yes, it's executing very, very, very well. It has been for the last five, six, seven years, really, uh, since about two thousand and uh, ten. Since, since Bob Nardelli was no longer the CEO. That's part of it, perhaps, <laughs> <laughs> perhaps. But also, it's just been a phenomenal, phenomenal time for uh, mortgage rates, and it's just gotten better and better and better, and that has stopped. And uh, in the wake of the election, we have seen uh, bond uh, yields rise very dramatically, and that is going to flow and has uh, started to flow to uh, mortgage rates, and they're still very, very low by historical standards, uh, yet they're not as low as they were uh, six months ago, and even a week or two ago. And I would think that that is an explanation for why the stock might be taking a little bit of a breather today. You have to look out over, the, what would the cycle be for uh, for housing if you know mortgage rates go back to a, a low but previously normal low range of say 5 6% and and that would be rather shocking to what we're used to at the moment
0: when you look at home depot on a valuation basis does it look pricey at all because this is a, and you're right the fact that it's down 2% it doesn't hold any great meaning it is a mild surprise to me just because of how well they execute and the raising of the guidance uh, and also the fact that this was uh, this is not a stock that's trading at an all-time high. So it's not quite in that category of you better deliver perfect earnings and perfect guidance and anything less than that and it will sell off. So I'm just wondering, is this is this getting a little pricey?
1: Well, let's look at it uh, based on the published numbers. Right now, it's trading at a forward PE multiple that is, multiple of um, price to next year's expected earnings of 17.5. For the market as a whole, uh, that's around 17.8. So, trading at about the market multiple on next year's earnings, I would be a lot more confident about Home Depot executing uh, its expected earnings than the market. And I'm taking the S&P published uh, data for this, which is historically and known to be uh, inaccurate, not inaccurate in terms of the compilation of analysts' expectations of individual companies' uh, earnings, but we, we know that this number will come down. Um, and in fact, we, we see uh, in, in both, uh, more particularly with Dicks, which we'll talk about in a moment, the ability of companies to beat their uh, this quarter's numbers, lower guidance for the future. Companies are constantly lowering guidance to the point where they're going to beat it in in the given quarter, but but the future always looks a little less bright uh, as you get closer to it. If you were CEO of a public company, would you offer guidance? I think it would depend on on the company. I understand the reason to not offer guidance, and I think that companies that don't offer guidance as a group, uh, I tend to admire. Except for the companies which have been offering guidance and then start hitting some rocky patches and decide now we're not going <laughs> to offer guidance. And that's not a particularly good sign. But it, it, it does constrain your business to always be trying to hit a quarterly number. And so I think that uh, to, to the degree that you give a wide range of guidance, um, I, I prefer that over a tight range.
0: Yeah, I think if. Uh if I were the people running Snapchat, which is expected to go public next year, I, I, I think because you're right. If you're offering guidance and all of a sudden you say things aren't going well, we're going to pull back on that. That's a bad sign, and and frankly, that's a little weak. But I do think if you're a private company and you're gearing up to go public, I think right out of the gate you would do yourself a favor by just saying, "Oh, and by the way, we're not offering guidance." Do your homework, take your best shot, but we're not offering guidance.
1: Well, uh, so if you're Snapchat and you're you're thinking of coming public, whatever, uh, is one of the things you have to start thinking about is how much demand there is for your stock, and will you increase the demand for it by giving some guidance? If that's the case, then you're doing your existing shareholders a service by giving the market the information the market wants in order to. At that point, it does absolutely. Fall in the company's interest to try to get the highest stock price because they're trading, uh, you know, the shares of their company for cash, and the cash is what they're going to use to expand the company. So you know, they are always sort of competing interests. You mentioned uh, Dick's Sporting Goods.
0: Uh, third quarter profits and revenue looked really good once again. Same store sales up more than five percent. Stock selling off. This one makes a little bit more sense to me, just because. Even with the sell off today, shares of Dick's Sporting Goods up 50% over the past year. So, this, I haven't looked at the valuation, but this has had a nice ride over the last 12 months.
1: Yeah, they've had a nice ride in some part, maybe large part, due to sports authority. Uh, and uh, to a lesser extent city sports uh, both going out of business yeah when authority. your
0: competition goes bankrupt that's yes, usually a win for you
1: when your main national competition goes bankrupt uh, that is nothing but good and it has been nothing but good for for dicks they're down today because they getting back to guidance have guided for dollar uh, nineteen to a. 31 for the, the next quarter and a dollar 32 was expected so uh, that's an issue. Uh, it's possibly conservative, what they're doing, because the numbers this quarter really were very good, comps up uh, 5.2%. And boy, if you can grow um, comps at 5% and keep that steady, uh, one of the reasons that it's not surprising that they're getting that level of, of comp growth is sports authorities no longer around. Uh, A lot of the liquidation of the Sports Authority inventory has occurred by now, still going on. Um, But Dix is there to absorb a whole lot of customers. I suppose it makes sense, though, uh, that the
0: guidance expectation was higher. because It's great when your main competition goes out of business. One of the ripple effects of that is, more is expected of you.
1: Yes, and uh, the question, and I haven't heard the conference call to see why uh, guidance was lowered um, in this particular case. And you know, the fourth quarter for this company, as with many many others, uh, is a huge one. Um, so, whereas for instance in the third quarter, company uh, just made forty five cents um, for the quarter, you know, a dollar. Thirteen, sorry, a dollar thirty-ish is is what it's guiding to. So, it's a retailer. A uh, lot of the year happens in the fourth quarter, and guidance for the fourth quarter is a bit conservative. So, the stock is selling off quite a bit. As you say, there are a lot of people sitting on big, big uh, winnings this year from their ownership. And um, I don't know, is, is this a store you frequent? I, I don't know where the closest to exporting goods is. They're used I know. To, it's not really that much around us. Not around here, no. Um, They've been to that empty sports authority. That's down Route 1? Yeah. They could yeah.
0: absolutely do that. They, yeah, that space is available. Uh, there is a joke that uh, Warren Buffett put into one of his annual letters one year uh, that he attributed to Richard Branson. And the joke is. Um, if you want to know how to become a millionaire, um, start by being a billionaire, and then buy an airline." Buffett, famous for not liking airlines, which makes today's news all the more surprising. Uh, SEC filings showing that Berkshire Hathaway has bought stakes in American Airlines, Delta Airlines, and United Continental. Uh, Buffett also told CNBC that Berkshire has bought shares of Southwest Airlines. What in God's name is going on? <laughs> I mean, this is—you can talk me into one. You can talk me into You can talk me into any one of these. And by the way, I feel a little bit bad for JetBlue because, because, and they should feel bad too because Warren Buffett just went out and started throwing money at every airline in town except for JetBlue. Um,
1: what what is what do, this? What do you want to know?
0: I want to know I want to know you can't if, even get
1: out the question. is it's Warren all...
0: Buffett okay did he fall and hit <laughs> his head on something hard? What happened here?
1: All right let's consider a couple uh, data points here. Um, one is that uh, to take United uh, Continental Holdings um, being one of one of the purchases here, they're trading at a little less than 10 times uh, forward earnings. Uh, Another is that they have about $9 billion um, that they can shield um, from income taxes because they spent so much time losing money over so many years that they've got this net loss carry forward to work with. So, they don't need to pay taxes for a while. and. We see B- Buffett's commentary on the airlines. That's not the only joke he's made about airlines. He also once said that uh, the smartest thing, or maybe what capitalists should have done, was to shoot down Orville and Wilbur Wright. Right. <laughs> when, yep. when they first saw them, if, they, if they had been at Kitty Hawk, that would have been the greatest contribution to capitalism that, that somebody could have done. Um, look, airlines spent a long, long, long time losing money, and they still get to sit on the history of that uh, with these net uh, loss carry forwards but today they're making money and and we see the United story today about uh, now they're not going to let uh, the uh, discount the economy ticket holders bring in more than one bag that they can store under their seat so if you want to bring in a carry-on bag that goes into uh, the overhead container you got to pay for that just like you had to pay for uh, um, checking it in. So, they're going to find new ways, uh, and everybody's going to follow them on this, one assumes. And they will keep jacking up the little fees and jacking up their um, profits, and they're not going to have to pay uh, taxes on their profits for a while. And you can get them for less than 10 times earnings. So, does it make sense for Buffett to invest in that? I think so.
0: You think every airline is going to follow United Continental on this Move. Yes, uh, I'm going to take the other side of that bet.
1: I think I you're think, hoping that's all you're doing is you're hoping that you're going to be able to fly and still bring. <laughs> that's why you're betting that. So, uh, other than your hope that that is the case, do you, no, I think I think do you se- think United did not study whether they can pull this off and are just going to like w- try it and see and and uh, nobody else. Unlike the last time when somebody I don't remember who was the first one to bring in, you know, um, uh, fees for checking your bag, but everybody followed that one. No, Southwest didn't. Everybody but Southwest. Yeah, I think Southwest has has carved out their
0: little corner, and this just plays into their strength. I think.
1: I think Southwest does have their little corner, and I think that United and American and Delta are all the same thing really do feel a little bad for JetBlue <laughs> well they've got their little corner what's their little corner
0: everybody gets a TV yeah that's a good corner actually yeah <laughs> so the last couple, mean, you, the last couple of times I've flown up to Boston I've done JetBlue so, and that's pretty great right
1: tell me so you that's what comes to mind yeah and what comes to mind with Delta and air uh, you know United and American.
0: Uh, oh, just pain.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they're all just in one big file in your head. Like, I don't know, I've got frequent flyer miles on one or the other or something, or I don't know, they've got slightly different hub cities, but they're all in your mind as the same painful ordeal. They are, yeah. And and Southwest, you, you think, well, other than the, like, the boarding process, which can be a little painful sometimes, but um, Southwest and JetBlue have a, a distinct um, personality to them.
0: They do, and as Jules uh, Jules Winfield pointed out, personality goes a long way.
1: And Spirit, and Spirit, Spirit also has its own uh, personality. I've never flown Spirit. Neither have I. Okay, because I hear it's awful. Oh, <laughs> they it's have like their own personality. Painful. It's just a terrible one. Yeah, I. Uh, it's just what. Have you heard? No, no. What's the deal with Spirit? Uh, I, is to, Spirit like? Are
0: they the low cost? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah, gotta, in like, Europe,
1: if you wear shoes, you have to pay for that. Um, you know into-
0: <laughs> I don't think they're, I don't think they're charging extra for shoes I think
1: they're charging for everything that can like oh you're fully clothed, that's going to be a little bit extra
0: yeah that can go either way I think <laughs> um, well, uh, sticking with the travel uh theme by the way um according to the AAA travel forecast which was released this morning. One million more Americans are expected to travel this Thanksgiving than last year. This is the eighth consecutive year uh, of increased number of Americans on the road. Um, and uh, it calls to mind among other things, uh, my sister's comment uh, that you know when you're in traffic, you're not in traffic, you are traffic. Um, are you are you going up to Philly? Yes. Yes. Uh, do you have do you have like a set plan where it's like this is when we leave and this is how we minimize the traffic that we have to deal with?
1: No, uh, we have found well, we found that going Thursday morning usually works out pretty well because most of the traffic has has gone on Wednesday, uh, and we've gone Wednesday and discovered that yes, most of the traffic goes on Wednesday, but there are you know, every year there somebody's schedule is a little different, and so I don't, I'm not sure which of those days if if we would leave Wednesday it won't be. In sort of late afternoon rush hour time, because that's that's too painful.
0: Well, and Philly is close enough. To, I mean, that's what I mean. The way you drive, that's like a two-hour drive.
1: If everything goes right, it's a little over two hours. And if everything goes wrong, then it's you know it's like holiday. It could be it could be five. Like if wait, that's five, right? If everything goes wrong, if you are on holiday traffic and there is an accident, and and that's brutal, but it's still a five-hour drive. right? Whereas if you are you know driving from Here to New York, here to Boston, and things really go wrong. Now you're getting into 10 12 hour drives. Yeah, that's a potential overnight motel situation. Yeah, I was, you would never make that drive.
0: No, 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 no. no. Fly up, yeah. fly up to TF Green Airport in uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Phenomenal airport because it's small and it's easy to get in and out of, and it is. In that sense, it is the opposite of Logan Airport in Boston.
1: Is this the year that the they do like a reality show of the The Hill Thanksgiving, which is well known to the dozens of listeners now as the the big holiday moment.
0: It's a big it's a big you. gathering. It's about fifty people at my sister's house. And so, so yeah.
1: craziness ensues, right?
0: I don't know about craziness. I also I mean, know enough, I don't, for, enough for
1: like a reality TV show.
0: i don't I don't know that the cameras would fit in the in the house. It's pretty cozy. But it's good. It's a good, time. like
1: the, the the real hills of New England or something. Could everybody scream at each other? I mean, if there were enough, like, <laughs> like backstabbing is just for no, ratings, no. just
0: solely for ratings. oh uh, no, we wouldn't. Do, no, for ratings, no. For ratings, we all get along. I know, it's but I'm good. not talking about. Oh, about saying, reality saying, TV? Could yeah, you see, ju- juice it up a little see, bit this in that, year? In that sense, it wouldn't be a good reality TV show because it would just be, you know, too
1: much hugging all, and and like, hey, you look good this year. I mean, the biggest conflict family's all well? Yes, the family yeah, is all well. Got, Thank you. The biggest,
0: the biggest conflict at my family's Thanksgiving is when the dessert gets broken out and it, it's it's a little bit of a scuffle. It's a little bit of a scuffle to like who's going to be in line because it's a it's a huge buffet line with I don't know, like a dozen pies or something Not like that. Not
1: enough dessert or
0: it's just there's a little bit of elbowing. There's a little bit it's a little Watch your elbows when you're when you're going for dessert. That's what it is.
1: Uh, by that point, people have maybe had a glass, a glass of wine, something like that. The older people, hopefully not.
0: <laughs> hopefully not my kids. They're not at that point. No, yet. No, no, of course not. Uh, if you want to read more from Bill Barker and the Fool Funds crew, then get yourself to foolfunds.com. It's easy. Just go to foolfunds.com. It's a pretty simple interface. It's such a simple looking main page of a website. It looks like someone like me designed it. And it can, looks
1: like they're open for business. That's what you're saying.
0: I'm saying you can it's really easy to sign up for declarations, which is the free monthly newsletter. It's not the only
1: thing that one does. It's, it's not a the only thing.
0: website. But I'm saying in terms of like a first step, get some investing insights on a monthly basis, not get spammed every, you know, 72 hours. That's, you know, that's a good thing. Yeah. Thanks for being here.